It's okay, we can we can just go from here. This is fine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Watch This. Today is Monday, May 9th. Last weekend was uh, Mother's Day. Did you see your mother? Did you have fun? Did you give her flowers? It's Monday morning. I hope your Monday is going well and that you had a nice weekend. Over in Miami, we had the uh, Formula One over the weekend. That was fun. And we have a little bit of news to get to this week. So let's jump right into it. Um, let's see if I can raise this up a little bit. Mark, how can I make myself louder in my in my own ear? I only want to hear myself. The ones over here? I don't think... Oh, there we go. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Can everybody hear me? Raise your hand if you can hear me. All right, great. Um, I can't see you, but hopefully you're raising your hand and that you can hear me. We had Mother's Day over the weekend. That was fun. Did everybody go see their moms? Did you tell her how much you love her? Did you get her flowers? What did you do for Mother's Day, everybody? Oh, that's nice. That's good to hear. Uh, we have some uh, some some local news here. Mark is back with us in the studio. Mark, how was your vacation? Well, it wasn't much of a vacation. I mean, I was working the entire time. What was the highlight of your trip, Mark? Highlight of the trip was getting out of bed in my underwear and walking to the computer to edit. Well, that's that's nice. That's great. I think that's what I'm going to do for my vacation this year. I think I might do. Mark, we thought you were dead. We I that's we just assumed since you had been gone, we thought you were dead. I uh, I wanted to be, but well, I was we, I was healthy enough to work. I we had a funeral and nobody came, but not because they're not popular, just because I didn't send out any invitations, so nobody actually knew there was a funeral going on. Well, look how selfish you are. You hogged my funeral funeral for yourself. Actually, it's, I'm, we're not selfish, Mark. I you know I went to a lot of trouble. I had to go to a funeral parlor. What is a parlor, by the way? Is that like a is that like a place? Is it like a venue? What's a parlor? Yeah, it's just where you uh, where you see the body in the casket. Well, I went to a funeral parlor, and I just met with the guy, and he kept trying to upsell me. I thought I was at Streen. He kept trying to upsell me on everything. He, he, he was saying, uh, originally, I, I came, and I just wanted the regular coffin for you, which was made of cedar, or no, pine, excuse me, which was $1,900. And he kept trying to sell me on, on the, the $8,000 coffin, which was made of oak. And he said, give, give your friend, Mark, a final, a final gift, the final gift of farewell to your friend. Get him the oak. And I was like, I don't even think Mark knows what oak is. Why would I spend $7,000 more? Well, you know, not the pressure of bubble wood. I know what oak is, right? I know, I know wood when I see wood. Do you have any oak in your apartment, Mark? No. I'm and not, this is I'm my not point. rich. This is my point. <laughs> but, folks. you know, I'm not rich, but you could have get me like a last, you know. Well. I could at least go, go to the underworld in style, you know. What nice I did is oak I went to Walmart and I got some glad bags. I got a pack of 40 and I, I put one aside for your body and I kept the rest for my okay, apartment. Okay, so you're saying that you're a serial killer and you killed me and no one came no. because you were getting rid of my body. No, I, no one came because <laughs> I didn't give out the invitations. Uh, you, have to, you have to pay attention, Mark. No, no, I think you're just uh, I think trying to cover your tracks. Well, nevertheless, Mark is not dead, ladies and gentlemen. He's back with us in the studio, back producing the show. He had a good vacation. Um, and, and he, he had a good Mother's Day. He went to see his mother yesterday, right, Mark? I did. We had a good time. Good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. A lot of, you know, I was driving into work this morning, and I'm having issues with the Bluetooth in my car. It used to connect automatically. It doesn't do that anymore. I have to connect it manually, which is very annoying. And sometimes in the morning, I'm very lazy. I'm on my way to work, and I'm a little bit unhappy, and I, I'm too lazy to connect my phone. So I listen to morning radio. Now, morning radio is, is sort of trash, 
sort of trash. Um, and, and they were talking this morning about Mother's Day. And they were saying that what mothers really want for Mother's Day is to be left alone. They don't want to deal with their kids. And they had these women calling in who were saying the same thing. They were calling in and they were saying, yeah, people think that what we want with Mother's Day, and this is the example that they gave. I'm not just being ridiculous here. This is literally what she said, that we want our kids to paint our toes and make us breakfast. And really what we want is to be left alone from our kids. Really what we want is a day away from our kids. Now, it's interesting because it's called Mother's Day. So you would think on Mother's Day you would want to be a mother for your children. But there is sort of uh, a sentiment in our society that I'm noticing going on that children are a nuisance and children are a burden. And the only thing that children do is annoy you and um, take away opportunities from your career um, and sort of make your life worse. That you could have, and take away money from you, right? You could have had so much more money if you didn't have kids and you could have had a bigger job. And all of these things are true. But I think people are sort of missing the point. I don't think this is the way that we should view children. Now, this is the way Mark views children. Is that correct, Mark? I don't view children like that. No? Okay. I, I have a niece and nephew, and I have a, a niece on the way. Oh. And um, that's the best part of not having kids is you get to celebrate those children without all the drawbacks of actually raising them. It's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. But but do, it is happening in our society where we, we're sort of seeing children this way. And it is true. And here's the issue for, for people is that the way that you sort of reap the rewards of having a child is by seeing your child thrive and be happy. That is how you are paid as a parent. Right? You're not... It's not... The deal... I mean, look, parents, they give up everything to have children. They're incredibly selfless. And what, in return, you know, one day a year we bring them to brunch on Mother's Day and give them flowers? That's obviously not an equal exchange. The way that you get paid as a parent is by being happy when you see your child happy. And the problem today is that everybody is selfish with the rise of social media and the way the world is going today. People only care about themselves, and that includes their children. They don't care about their kids, and their kids' happiness could be its totally irrelevant to them. They don't, they don't care. They want to be rich. They want to be popular on social media. That's what's important to them, not their kids. They could give a rat's behind about their children. So seeing their children happy, seeing their children thrive, they, 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 who cares about that, right? What about my promotion? What about my new car? What about my lease? My lease. I, I want to get on a two-year lease program. I'm tired of this five-year lease bullshit. This is what people care about today. And it's a little bit unfortunate because, like I said, folks, the only – payment option that children have for their parents to pay them back for everything they've given them is to be happy. That's the only way that they can pay their parents. They pay their parents in this sort of, they're happy, the parents should be happy for them, crypto, cryptocurrency. That's the way they pay them. And less and less, parents are accepting this form of cryptocurrency. Parents are saying, no, I want, I want more. I want something back in return. And guess what? It's not coming for you. Okay. Okay. That's the unfortunate truth. And it's hard out there as a parent, right? It's hard. Hey, Jim, we got that client coming in at uh, 4.30. We finally are about to close this account. Oh, a four, I have to pick up my son at, at 4, though. I can't do 4.30. What, what do you mean? You got to pick up your son. Look, I'm going to go in there, and you better make a decision of whether you're going to be there or not. This is a big meeting, Jim. What do you do as a parent? Then you got your kid there who's waiting at karate to be picked up, and he has all the other parents coming to get him. And he's watching all of their interactions. Hi, Jimmy. Did you have fun at karate? He did so well today, Mrs. H. Show him your kick, Jim. 
Everybody's named Jim in this story. But the point is, is that your child is going to see the other parents picking him up, and he's going to notice that his father isn't there to pick him up. His father is at the office during the meeting, and he's going to be traumatized by this psychologically. And he's going to have to, and he's going to suffer with this for the rest of his life. So choose what you want to invest in, your career or your child. You got to pick. It's one or the other. Unfortunately, folks, one or the other. You want to be rich or you want your kid to uh, not be messed up in the head? That is what you need to decide. Are we having fun this morning, Mark? Is this fun so far? It's justification for uh, getting rich so that you know your children have food on the plate, you know? Like, I feel like this guy, Jim, is kind of fucked. Um... Because he has to have a job to feed his kid. That's true. And if he doesn't go to his meeting, he might lose his job. That's true. And his kid might not eat. So That's true. He's making a sacrifice to the kid's psyche so the kid can have food and shelter. That's true. It's rough. It's hard to be a parent. It is hard. You need to balance all of these things, especially today. Especially today. And there was a time where you could afford to raise a child on one salary, and now you need to have both parents working. So that becomes difficult, That's too. Not even, uh, you might need a third parent, too. You might need a third parent. This is why Mormons are doing so well, because they have five. Five yeah, parents well, for one them. child. Five parents for one child. All right, let's move on. This is enough uh, of this depressing thing. Mother's Day was great. I spent Mother's Day with my mom. We went to brunch. I visited with her. Uh, it was nice. We had a great time. It was really good to see her. Um, but let's get to the news of the day. We covered Mark's vacation. Uh, we covered Mother's Day. I'm just, I'm just annoying Mark, by the way. Mark wasn't on vacation. He had a car accident. He had to get his car fixed. Okay. Are we good, Mark? And that was sick. It's a double whammy. Okay, the whole whammy. And we thought he was dead, but he's back. Okay, let's move on to the news of the day. So we have a few bits of business here. Um, Obviously, there's still some stories that that are coming out, right? This abortion story that dropped last week. And that's still going on a little bit. Now what the news story of the day is, is all of these uh, pro-choice advocates who are protesting outside of the um, justices' houses. People on the right are saying that this is terrible. People on the left are saying, well, you know, it's just what it is. You know, deal with it. Um, At the end of the day, though, I I don't think this is the best thing, protesting outside of a Supreme Court justice's house, because you say to yourself, well, if it was something that was important to me, something that I agreed with, I wouldn't want the justices to be intimidated outside of their homes, right? We can just say that this is not a good practice, whether we agree with the decision or not. Mark, do we have that clip from earlier? We sure do. Okay, so let's... So we were talking with, um, we were speaking about this, and Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was asked about the protests that are going on outside Supreme Court justices' homes. And she was asked what the White House position was on these sort of pressure intimidation tactics. Um, And this is her response. Do we have it ready, Mark? Yeah. Okay, so let's play Jen Psaki's response. Well, it's it's muted. Does that help the, for podcast listeners who are listening? Does that does that help you sort of know what she was saying? We have it muted, but but do you sort of understand what she's going with peacefully if they want to to protest. That is certainly what the president's view would be. Well, we could because we have it muted, Mark. That's why. Kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point. Look, I think the president's view is that there's so, a lot of passion, a so lot this is of how fear, we play, uh, a lot of uh, sadness we, we from many, many people across this country uh, about how, what they saw we, in that leaked just, document. Just to let you know what's uh, we going obviously on. want we people's privacy to, to be respected. Basically what she says is that, um, you know, if they 
it is. People are upset. It is what it is. That and is I think that that's a little bit dangerous because we don't want to set that precedent. Right? We want to attract good people I don't have an official we don't want them to be sort of pressured out of it. We want it, of course, to be peaceful. It's not the end of the world that we can't hear But just so you know what's going on, that's what's going on. There's people protesting outside of Supreme Court Justice's house in order to sort of pressure them. Um, okay, what else do we have here? We have let's let's move on from this. Uh, we have some news on the um, on the supply chain issues, right? The supply chain. Um, what's the other word that we keep hearing? Inflation. That seems to be going on right now. Um, and one of the issues with the supply chain is that the shelves are empty. Now, when you're talking about chips and um, I don't know, crackers, it's not really the end of the world. But then apparently now, parents nationwide are feeling the supply chain pinch as baby formula supply has plummeted 40% since April. A mother of two and breast cancer survivor, okay, well, that's, I don't know why they're bringing that up, uh, thought she would never have to worry where she would buy her baby's food after surviving a fight against cancer. Okay, we keep bringing this up. She highlighted her concern about the lack of media attention on the issue. All right, well, anyway, apparently... Uh, there is a 40%. They're only making 40% the, the, of the uh, baby formula that they used to. Um, and now it's like an issue. The shelves are empty of baby formula, which I don't really know how it works with babies. Can you just put stuff in the blender and feed them that? Don't they have those little pouches, Mark, that they feed them? It's like applesauce in a pouch. Can't they just give them that? Uh, sure. But I think they need milk. I think that's a tenant of a child's needs. Oh, it has to be milk. It can't be like carrots and kale and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I don't have kids. Well, and this is the issue. We have two un- uneducated people discussing the, uh, the the supply chain issue. But apparently um, there's this thing called baby formula, and apparently it's this special formula that babies need. Without it, they, I don't know, they cry or something like that. Um, and we're running out of it. So that's an issue. Baby formula supply down 40%. Okay, that's that story. Is that is that clear enough? I don't know what else I can say about that other than, I don't know, make more. I don't know why uh, this is interrupted so much. I guess it's because of the ships. Is it because of the c- container ships, Mark? What was the? Um, it has to be because there has to be some kind of ingredients there from overseas. Yeah, I guess that's where it's made. Um, overseas. Now, over the weekend, we had. Uh, speaking of over, over the weekend, we had um, the Formula One in Miami, which took place at Hard Rock Stadium. This was the first Formula One race in the United States, and it took place in Miami. Over the weekend, there was a lot of events. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium is where the Miami Dolphins play, the football team. Um, And it was a big deal. They had set up this whole course, and they had brought in these. It was pretty cool what they did. eh, Mark, the the track that they built at the the stadium? Yeah, I actually was thinking, like, man, it must have been a pain in the ass to build that. And it goes, like, through the causeway, like, under it. Yeah, Um, it went all over the place. Now, I, I saw them building this. I had no idea it was for Formula One. I thought that they were doing construction fixing our roads and it turns out they were just building this track which is a little bit unfortunate um but i guess because it gets used once and yeah it gets used once and i guess now they're taking they're taking it down are they going to bring it back next year i uh i think formula one is like a destination um sport and that they choose cities so maybe miami is going to be in this rotation but i highly doubt this thing's gonna stay up year long yeah, it, it was pretty cool, though. They had all these different sections around the track where people could sit, and depending on how cool your section was, your ticket was priced, uh, to, uh, uh, taking into account how cool it was. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. But um, anyway, they had this one section where they had put all these yachts in there, 
um, and you could watch it from a yacht. Now, the yachts weren't in the water, because keep in mind, we're on track on land. So they built this, like, fake water around it with these blue tarps. They, they set up these blue tarps all around these yachts to sort of simulate water, and then they sold these yacht tickets for, like, 10 grand a piece. So leave it to Miami to come up with something like that, to bring in a bunch of yachts on trailers, to put blue tarps around them, and then to sell the tickets for $10,000 a piece. Definitely pretty genius. Definitely looked pretty cool as they were going over it. A lot of parties around um, around the city for Formula One. Lots of people were traveling in for it. Formula One, if you don't know, it's a sport where cars drive around in circles. Now, not to be confused with NASCAR. NASCAR is for mostly Southern people. Um, generally, uh, ooh, I got to be careful here. Generally, um, oof, Mark, why don't you go ahead and say what I was going to say? Uh, I'm going to ignore that, and I'll say the main difference between NASCAR and Formula One is that NASCAR goes in a big donut, and they don't go very fast compared to Formula One. And Formula One's like a, like a racetrack, like if you're playing uh, like a Mario Kart, you know how the track goes like zigzags everywhere? Right, right, right. That's what Formula One does at very high speeds, and NASCAR is just like, just guys making left turns. Right, and what I was going to say, was nothing, nothing offensive, what I was going to say is that Formula One is normally for a very... Uh, high class. No, I don't want to say high class. Um, upper, upper, upper wealthy people watch Formula One, and just regular Americans watch NASCAR. Is that fair? I think it's just more European, more of a worldwide sport. It's like our football okay, to uh, their Mark, soccer. You know what, Mark? I think soccer uh, is a more elegant sport than American football. Well, that's your opinion. Let me say something about Formula One. It takes place in Monaco. Takes place in Monaco. Monaco GP, baby. Yeah. Okay. So can we can we cut the BS here, Mark? Okay. The people who watch Formula One now, everybody maybe everybody watches Formula One, but the people who actually get to attend these events and participate are very wealthy people. I'm not insulting anybody here. The tickets cost ten grand. Okay. I think it's the Miami scam, personally. Well, the tickets were expensive here too, but it's an expensive sport to 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 go to and to watch. I mean, how much are tickets to Monaco? You know, regular Americans aren't going to watch this. By the way, there's nothing wrong with the term regular American. I'm a regular American. I could afford to go to NASCAR. I could not afford to go to Formula One. That is just the way it is. These are these are sports just kind of like uh, like the Kentucky Derby. That was this weekend, too. You know how much tickets to the Kentucky Derby were? Like uber-duber expensive, right? As opposed to um, the game, like hockey game last night. Did you bet on the on the race? No, I don't bet. Oh. Did you bet? No. Yeah. Well, I don't. Let's see who. Let's talk about F1 news. Max Verstap, Verstappen. Okay. If you're saying Verstappen like a strap, like a strap on, that's not how it is. It's Max Verstappen. S T A P P E N. Max Verstappen. He won. Um, he won the Miami GP. Um, and he. Uh, which would Mark? Do you know anything about Formula One? Uh, I, my brother was trying to explain to me yesterday. Um, basically he, he, he rides for, with Red Bull and oh, okay. uh, right now they have the best car. Really? He's one of the best drivers. Okay. And they're making I thought Lewis decisions. Hamilton was the best driver. Yeah. Well, he, he, he rides for his Mercedes and apparently this new season they made some restrictions on the cars and it, it screwed over the Mercedes car itself because they used to have the best car. Interesting. I, I knew that. I knew Mercedes used to have a really good car, and Lewis Hamilton was winning um, all of those races. Now, the, the um, Formula One was sponsored by Crypto.com. Um, Crypto.com. 
Everybody's trying to get you to buy crypto. Just, just remember that. Just keep that in mind, okay? I'm not going to say anything else. I just want you to know everybody's trying to make you buy it. So just think about that. All right? Just think about that a little bit. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. All right, so that's Formula One. Uh, we talked a little bit about Mother's Day and how hard it is to be a parent these days. Um, and, um, and, and, and I don't even know what I was saying earlier, so just disregard everything I said. Um, but, but that's that. Um, we talked about the protests. Now, over the weekend, um, I went to visit my mom. I had to fly to where she lives, um, and I had to you know be on a plane to do that. I noticed that a lot of people conduct fake business on planes. They notice other people around them doing real business with real jobs, and so they take out their phones and they do fake business. Now, fake business on a phone, what that is, is you pull out your phone, um, you check your email, you have no emails, so you refresh the page, you still have no emails, you then exit your email app, you go to your text messages, you look at your text messages, you have no text messages. You pull down on your text messages, that's not how you refresh them, so no new text messages come in. Then you go out again, and then you scroll onto Instagram. You look, you have no notifications. You look at Instagram posts that you've already looked at that day. You go back to your main menu. You then swipe down and delete all of the open applications that you just opened. And then you close your phone. Then you wait about 32 seconds, and then you do the whole thing over again. I notice a lot of people doing this. There shouldn't be anything wrong with just sitting on a plane, just, just sitting there. It's okay that you're not doing work. You don't have to do any work. You don't have to be on your phone. Just sit there. But I, I noticed that people are doing this. And it's very, uh, it's very annoying to me because I, I am very, um, I'm very nosy. I look at what everybody else is doing and then I let it bother me. That's what I do when I'm on a plane. Instead of conducting fake business like I probably should. So don't do that. Just, just be regular. The other thing you shouldn't do, new rule. Okay, people, new rule. If you're eating fries, the way to eat a fry, here's how not to eat a fry. Taking little bites as you put it into your mouth. You know, when you pick up a long French fry and you're, and you're eating it and you take little bites as you put it in your mouth, that's not the way to do it. You're supposed to push the whole fry into your mouth, sort of cram it in there, and then chew on it. Do you know what I'm saying, Mark? Yeah, of course. It, it, don't, don't push the fry in and take little bites as you're pushing the fry in. That's, that's a weird, choppy way to eat a French fry. Push the whole thing in your mouth and then chew on it. That's how you should eat a French fry. And if you're eating something that you could fit in your mouth, then stick the whole thing in and then chew on it. This is like people who take bites of chips. Don't take a bite of a chip. The chip is going to break. The crumbs are going to go everywhere. Just put the chip in your mouth and eat it. I don't, what is so hard about this? I don't know. People are weird. People are very weird. These are the rules that you need to follow. Um, I'm just telling you them so that you know them. Mark, um, what do you eat when you go to the airport? What's usually the spots that you go? Do you eat before? What's your deal? Um, I usually eat before because airport food's A, expensive, and B, usually awful. Yeah. And uh, what I'll do is I'll hit the airport bar, and I'll probably get a couple drinks, and then uh, sleep on my flight. I will literally just sleep on my flight. I think that's more productive than checking my emails to see if I'm being harassed by my boss. Have you ever, um, have you ever um, ordered a drink on a plane? Yeah. Have you, do you think it's true that you get more drunk on planes? Is that a real thing? Um, I think the logic behind that's the elevation. And, um, but I don't think that affects you in your pressurized cabin, so I don't really don't know. Um, I don't feel more drunk on a plane, I'll tell you that. In Let fact, I don't get drunk on a plane. I think that's kind of weird. 
Let's see. What if you were in first class and it was free drinks? Would you then? Would you get drunk on a plane? Probably not. I have things to do when I get off the plane. Unless I'm, unless I'm like, if I, I guess the only scenario is if I'm going straight to a hotel and sleeping, I would. But also, it'd have to be a good like reason. I have to be like meet a nice person next to me. We have a really good conversation, and we're both getting hammered. Interesting. You wouldn't want to do it alone. That makes sense. Yeah, that's... getting hammered by yourself is not fun. That's 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 a good rule. Here we go. If you think that single in-flight cocktail is the reason you're red-faced and giddy, you may want to blame it on onset vacation excitement. In the 1930s, American psychologist R.A. McFarland discovered that two to three drinks enjoyed at 10 to 12,000 feet, an even lower altitude than airplane cruising high above the ground today, is the equivalent of four to five enjoyed in a restaurant in a table at sea level. McFarland's study looked into the effects of changes in oxygen tension paired with a number of variables, including alcohol intake. He eventually wrote about his finding in a published piece called High Altitude, an Exploration of Human Adaption. But as Slate, did, as Slate points out in a deep dive they did into the topic, there hasn't been a lot of scientific evidence behind McFarland's work since it was published. In his defense, it wasn't necessarily out to apply this logic to a plane ride. So what's the deal? You know what? Can you just get to the gosh darn point? They got to fill it in for SEO. You know the rules. First off, engineers and airline crew workers had to... The first airline crew worker was born in Michigan. Okay, let's, uh, let's try to get to the point. First off, engineers and airline crew workers had to work hard to make sure the cabin pressure is similar, if not the exact same, as the air we enjoy from solid ground. Okay, so you're right. So if you're on a mountain having a drink, you might have this issue. But if you're in a pressurized cabin, it's not necessarily the same. Now, here's what I will say. Sometimes when you're on a plane, you're dehydrated, right? You haven't been drinking a lot of water. Water at the airport is $5 a bottle. You've been going through security. So you might be dehydrated on the plane. And that way, when you go and drink your cocktail, you're going to get more drunk. But that's the same rule that would apply if you were on the ground. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't had anything to drink or anything to eat that day, which, again, eating. Maybe some people are hungry because airplane food, airport food is expensive. Also, airplane food is atrocious. Yeah. I, I sort of like airplane food, Mark. I sort of enjoy it. I, that I, microwave chicken doesn't remind you of something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. I think it's more about the vibes. It's more about the experience. You know, it's kind of fun having a meal in the air. Um, but but if you were to be served airline food in a restaurant on the ground, you would you would sue the restaurant. You yeah, know? maybe I should. Maybe you should have airline food on the ground? No, I should see the restaurant oh, that, that serves me airline food on the ground. Yes. Well, I think the restaurant that we're both speaking about is worse than airline food. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. But, um, yeah. I also had a Diet Pepsi the other day, which apparently has zero sugar. So what the heck am I drinking? It's best you don't ask these questions. I don't even, What is it? It's like a brown carbonized liquid. What is in there? What am I drinking? What I are we think it has... Carbon- Probably some artificial sweeteners that have no calories, but, you know, who knows what they do. Yeah. I just think diet drinks taste like trash anyway. I'd rather drink water. Water is good. Water is good. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, anyway, that's that's pretty much it. Um, That was my uh, flying experience. Those are my rules. Remember what I told you about the French fries. Don't forget that. Um, And I hope everybody had a uh, good Mother's Day with their mother. Um, and, and that that went well. I think we're going to try to do the Monday-Thursday routine instead of Tuesday-Thursday. There's just not enough news that happens on Wednesdays for me to justify having a show. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm bringing you the latest, greatest breaking news. Uh, for example, um, you know, 
airline food and Mark's vacation and, you know, the, these sort of breaking headlines. I want to make sure that I'm bringing you the greatest news that I can offer you. So that is why we're probably going to do the Monday, Thursday thing um, going forward. But that's pretty much it. Um, it's Monday today, and you have to work the whole week. Those are the facts. Don't shoot the messenger. Um, you know, we're going to get through it together, and that's going to be that. We're going to have a good week. The glass is half full, ladies and gentlemen. Just remember that. Okay? So everybody have a fantastic week. We're going to see you back on Thursday. When it's Thursday, tomorrow it'll be Friday. Not uh, not tomorrow today, but on Thursday it'll tomorrow be Friday. Think about that, folks. Isn't that exciting? Tomorrow's Friday. Okay, we'll see you Thursday. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Oh,